Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome back to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are doing a new release. Uh, this time, it's actually new to home release because it was released in uh, on Netflix and in selected theaters around the country. We're talking about El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. And I am Peter. Joining me, as always, is... Mariano. And joining us for the first or second time, depending which episode you heard first, is uh, we got Juwan uh, joining us again. Hey, Juwan. What up? Hey, uh, so for those that maybe didn't catch you on our Pulp Fiction review, um, you also contribute to Core Temp Parts over at uh, TVA My Brain. Um, what are some of the things that you do there? Well, right now, um, myself and um, Jamel and um, some dude named Devin, you know, uh, Jamel is all that matters. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Well, we're covering uh, we're covering the, the final season of Power. Trying to get through um, that fucking show. show. Oh, thank um, God it's the final season. <laughs> right. Thank God. And Mariana has joined us on a couple of episodes of, of, of that. Um, it's in its final season. Um, the season finale is next week, and we'll be covering that. And then the final season returns back. The final half of the season um, comes back in January. So, yeah. We'll yeah. I, I haven't even decided, uh, I, or I guess I didn't even think about um, whether or not we should. Also throw this on TV at my brain because it, it would make sense. I mean, this is based off of, you know, the, the Breaking Bad show. So maybe it'll be on both Podstalgic and TV at my brain. So uh, we'll just cover our bases that way. Um, you, you know, uh, so I guess if we're going to do that, uh, you know, Podstalgic is a retro movie review, but we also do new releases. El Camino, we threw on there because it is a movie. Um, Mariano, you cover a plethora of TV shows at TV Ate My Brain uh, with uh, your co-host Allegra, who is also your wife. wasn't sure if you wanted that in there, so I no, that's <laughs> fine. I just say it. Um, but you guys cover a, a plethora of TV shows. We'll talk about all of that uh, at, at the very end there. Uh, so what, we're, we're going to just jump right into, into this. Uh, but first, starting off with Juwan, what is your history with Breaking Bad? Um, my history with Breaking Bad is um, – when Breaking Bad started, I did not watch it when it started. Um, it was one of those shows that I kept hearing about and people saying, watch it, watch it, watch it. And I was like, um, this does not seem interesting to me at all. And I tried like maybe the first season um, of way back in the day when it started. And I was like, OK, um, this is all right. And then I just gave up. And then uh, when I like later on. I went back to it and I ended up loving it. And just a really quick story. Uh, when I, I had not met my wife, my now wife, when we started, when I started Breaking Bad and then we met and we got each and I got her into it. And there was a, um, I think it was in season two of Breaking Bad. There was a, um, scene where Hank, the character Hank was making beer in his um garage in his like garage. Yeah. And as Mary I know Marianne knows this. I don't know if Peter you know this. I I brew beer. I do. So yes. the so the character of Hank was brewing beer in his garage. Schrader Brown, right? Schrader Brown. And me and my <laughs> wife me and my now wife, then girlfriend was was watching this show. And she said, Is this Hmm, that's interesting. Is this something that you will be interested in doing? And I said, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this seems cool. That Christmas, she got me my first beer kit. And years later, when she got, like, I got, I was brewing beer, got good at it, good at it, more good at it. And that led me into uh, being a brewer, you know. And I credit my wife for getting me into that, but also credit the break Breaking Bad for helping me become a brewer and helping That's me awesome. become a good brewer. Good brewing. Do you, and uh, it was not for Breaking Bad. Do you, do you have a, a brand? Like, do you have a, a name like like Schrader, Schrader Brown? My my beer company is called Avenue E Brewing Company. 
Okay. Is we are still in startup. We're still in startup phase, but I do a lot of I do IPAs, I do mm. pale ales, I and I do like amber amber beers. But um, again, it's just that you. Um, it's amazing how when you ha- how television can affect you in ways that you never would imagine that credit breaking bad is one of those shows that got me into like something that has become a lifelong um, hobby and a lifelong career. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I've been doing. Yeah. Um, I have something kind of like that. It's not as sexy as your story, to be honest with you. (laughs) So me becoming a podcaster and I'll make this brief because I have talked about this on, on one of the previous episodes. I credit Twilight. For me becoming mm-hmm. a podcaster. Okay. I can I can explain. So the Twilight books came out, they were huge with YA, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, my sister who was then sixteen, uh, she had told me about these books and I, I think I took her to like a parent teacher conference because I'm the oldest brother. My parents weren't available. So I took her, took her to the um to, to the book fair, which they usually have at these things, and helped her pick out some of these books. Fast forward, I don't know how much longer uh, down the road, I, um, you know, with my job, I can listen to things while I'm working, music, what have you. One day, I was like, okay, those books are pretty popular. Let me see if they're available on, um, uh, what, what, what is that? Uh, audio tapes, right? Mm-hmm. And so I found like the MP3s of those, and I would I would listen to those, and and I was done. And then after I was done, I was like, well, what should I listen to next? And my any time I'm looking for something, um, I type in Back to the Future. And then uh-huh. I found my very first podcast, you know, and then longer story short, you know, like I, I started listening to more podcasts. I ultimately uh, found a podcast where I'm like, man, this guy sounds like he just does it from home. Sure enough, he did. You know, I built a relationship with him. And then ultimately I decided to start my own podcast. And here I am six years later. I host like, you know, 17 different podcasts, you know, over literally, literally over six uh, have produced over like 600 episodes, you know, with all the d- different shows I have done. Um, and counting so i yeah kind of the same thing like you never thought twilight you know maybe if i never listened to those audio audio books maybe i never would have i'm sure i would have discovered podcasting but maybe maybe it delays it or maybe i don't ever become one right that's awesome mario what about you you got a story like that i i do not have a story like that but uh twilight didn't do it for you twilight no (laughs) (laughs) no it did not did did breaking bad uh, hopefully not meth, but Look, did it influence I, you I don't want positively you to put, in any way? I don't want you to put all my business in the streets uh, <laughs> about my, my meth empire inspired by Breaking Bad. <laughs> um, I really liked Breaking Bad from the beginning. I saw it from the first episode because I heard I, – oh. I, I, I think it was like an ad or something. I can't remember exactly how this came about, but I – you know, I think I read an article in a newspaper talking about this new show coming out about a teacher turned – you know, meth, meth maker or whatever. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? So I just watched it. And from the first episode, it, it grabbed me. So it was like one of those like, oh, it's, it's like one of those shows like um, uh, Juwan and I were talking off mic at one point earlier. Like um, uh, to, to me, like Game of Thrones, the first episode and particularly um, uh, Deadwood, the first episode just mm-hmm. grabbed me like and I was like enthralled so that's that's what happened to me with breaking bad um i would like to say that i understood the genius of the show right away where juan needed a little bit of you know a little more a little more help with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i you know this was a show that i think at least two or three of my friends were already watching and for the longest longest time they tried getting me on it i think it was actually the off season after season three when i actually uh binged it you know just in time for the start of season four uh mm-hmm. it, it got me on the first episode you know it was nothing like anything i was watching on tv at the time um and you know it ultimately ended up being my favorite dramatic uh, television show you know so right. i am a big fan which by the way can we all agree that no point in watching this movie unless you watched breaking brad right agreed yeah so that that is some something that a coworker of mine asked me today because four of us were talking about it because we you know the four of us have seen it in the last couple of days and one guy was interested because he knew that it was a Breaking Bad movie and he was like do do you have to have watched the show because I didn't and 
I didn't even think about that. I go, actually, I think you do. And then I had to ask the other guys, and they all agreed, same thing. So if you're listening to us, just to kind of, you know, if you're curious, can you? You need to have watched the show to to really get the movie because there's a lot of things yeah, that's right. gonna be way too be uh too puzzling. Um, so let okay, so let me starting with Juwan here. I don't know how many times did you watch the trailer? I did not watch the I did not watch the trailer for El okay. Camino prior to watching the movie because Netflix. Um, and some people, you and Marion, those that don't watch a lot of trailers before watching uh, movies, I want to see. Mm-hmm. And I think Netflix is um, they show too much of what their of what their movies are going to be. Okay. Um, um, so that's why I did I did not watch a trailer, and I think that I was I'm the better for it. Yeah, in watching this. I would say so. Mariano, what about you? You know, I did not. All I saw was the kind of teaser that first came out when you have Skinny Pete talking to the cops, which wasn't even used in the film. Like, are right. we spoiling, by the way? Just, just We are. Okay, we, good. I mean, okay. Right like, off the bat, right? Again, you have to have seen the show. True. So if you've uh-huh. seen the movie and you're listening to us, you've seen the movie. Right. Okay. Just just to make sure, because usually I know sometimes we do. Like, when yeah. do we do new we'll, movies? We're going to go straight into spoilers. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good. So the only yeah. thing I saw was Skinny Pete talking to the cops, and I was like, okay, well, if they use that, and I'm thinking in my mind, if they use that in the movie, then then that's fine. That's just basically uh-huh. Skinny Pete talking to the cops saying, you know, have you seen what Jesse's gone through? You know, so and so, so forth, so on and so forth. Um, and then I heard, like, maybe like a week later, they're like, oh, they dropped an extensive uh, trailer, and I, on purpose, pulled the Juwan and was like, I'm not going to watch this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm with you, Juwan, on this one, because how long? I, first of all, I didn't even know they're going to make this movie. Right. I don't think anybody knew, right? Nobody right. knew. Um, the first hint of it was when uh, Bob Odenkirk said, "Oh, I can't believe they pulled this off," and I was like, "What?" Nobody knew, mm-hmm. right? So, and then you ha- you have that, and then you're like, you have the first trailer with Skinny Pete, and I'm like, okay, if I see anything else, I- I'm I feel like there's going to be too much of what they're trying to tell me, and I'd rather just watch it right off the bat and kind of take it, soak it all in, right? Just see exactly what happens. All I knew was as Jesse. Right after what happened at the very end of this of this uh, show, we're going right into Jesse's life or what happens with him. So I thought, okay, let me just watch it. So I, I did that, and I'm I'm glad actually I'm glad I did because I don't I'll be honest, I haven't seen the trailer now. I don't even know what they put in there, but I was I was worried, you know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't see the trailer because I'm trying to think like if I know anything else other than seeing Skinny Pete kind of being interrogated. Uh, I think that in itself was a little uh, misleading to me. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought I thought that this was going to be present time, like right now. You know, I kind of forget what year the show ended, but I thought it was going to be 2019 Pinkman, you know, and and um, and shit has caught up to him. You know what I mean? So watching it, I'm like, OK, so this is Breaking Bad, the last episodes. Right. These are the two <laughs> episodes after the show had ended that never aired basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know some of the criticism coming out of that uh, um, final season, people are like, oh, we didn't get enough Peakman. So I don't know mm-hmm. if Vince Gilligan was just listening to like a certain podcast one day. and was like, damn, you know what? You're right. We didn't get enough Aaron Paul. So let me make this movie. And that's what all of this is. All the flashbacks are new. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of the characters are brought back and you can tell <laughs> that, that, you know, these were new footage, especially yes. if you were binge watching up to this point, which, by the way, uh, Joanne, did you prepare uh, for this movie by doing any rewatches? Only thing I did uh, is that uh, I watched um, the final the final episode of Breaking Bad, uh, Felina, mm-hmm. and then the nice thing that Netflix did because look, it led right into this into the uh, movie. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, when you, yeah, when you if you watch net if you um watch the final like binge Netflix or whatever, uh, binge, sorry binge Breaking Bad and you watch Felina, it leads right into this movie. So that's the only thing I watched was the final episode of the last season of Breaking Bad and this movie. Okay, Mariano, I know you were uh, rewatching. Did you get to watch all of them? Yeah, I watched every single episode, and I'm glad I did because I'll be honest okay. with you. You know what? I one of the big ones, the Magnet. I don't. I don't know what happened live because we were watching it live at that point, and I completely mm-hmm. missed the second half of that episode. I think something must have happened where I had to 
step away or drive something really? happened. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. So then, so when I watched it, it was like watching it the first time because I knew what happened oh. after the fact, but I didn't know exactly how it went down. So it was kind of cool to like to watch that. And that was a pivotal episode. So yeah, it, it was because yeah. it's it brought back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, it was. You're right. It was brought back. For me, I I wanted to rewatch it. Um, I think for me, I remembered that the movie was coming too late and then i was like oh damn well i don't have time to watch it all now so shout out to uh bald move i went back and listened to all their recaps at one and a half speed and and i would only <laughs> listen i only listen to the recap minus the the feedbacks because i don't need to hear anybody else's opinions on it you know only theirs uh, jim and aaron um and i got up to the fourth season so i, I didn't get to finish the the fourth season or season five uh, before i watched el camino but um after watching El Camino, I'm actually okay that I didn't uh, do the rewatch because I would have felt like, well, damn, that that was kind of unnecessary because I've seen all those episodes at least four or five times each, each, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I own the barrel of Blu-rays, <laughs> right? <laughs> when that first came out, I owned that. That came with the apron and the the, the coin and um, the, the T-shirt that I still wear, you know, at, at nighttime. I thought I was wearing it for a second. I got the Los Pollos Hermanos T-shirt. But um, having said all of this, it almost sounds like I'm kind of going negatively. To me, as a Breaking Bad fan, I love this movie. But mm-hmm. it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know what? I'm glad you say that because it what like y'all did not. Well, y'all kind of intimated that y'all did not know this was going to be that this was happening. I actually I'm a, I'm was in tune to a lot of the film news before this, when this movie was in, in initially called Greenbri- Greenbrier mm. in the beginning. Um, and that Vince Gilligan was doing this. Um, and that when it was basically Vince Gilligan was doing a, a movie with Aaron Powell and no one knew what this was. was. And then initially, and then, and then people were saying like, oh, this is going to be a Breaking Bad movie. What is it going to be about? And then they came to like, well, it's going to be a movie about Jesse Pinkman and like who's going to be casting in it. But yeah, it was like, this movie was not at all what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised like, in the end of what it was. And to me, it was just, it was, I would talk about it with, Mar- with Mariana a little bit off, off mic, was that it was, it was a per, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna even gonna say perfect, be, hi- be hyperbolic, but it was like really a total completion of the Breaking Bad story. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. They, they were, um, I, I was really trying to ex- uh, explain it to a, a friend that was a, a coworker, rather, uh, the the idea of the show I, I i was like i think you know that there might have been not necessarily loose ends but there were some gaps that they were trying to fill with you know the the, the pinkman character um this very much parallels like the last few episodes we get with walt you know um mm-hmm. this uh maybe doesn't necessarily answer some questions but at least it, i i feel it gives a uh finality if i can even say that word you know with pinkman and and his parents um, wrapping things up with uh, with Jane, you know, and, and all mm-hmm. those other things, and also giving us more of the maybe not motivation to kill Todd, but more of the backstory as to why and and to make that death a little bit more powerful now in hindsight. Um, again, yes. with like new flashbacks. Uh, I think again, as a Breaking Bad fan, it, it gave us all the formulas uh, of a Breaking Bad episode, right? He gave us right. all. Um, he gave us uh, s- some of those uh, uh, crazy camera setups, you know, from different uh, vantage points. Uh, it gave us uh, great dialogue between characters, uh, especially you know the the triple threat of uh, Badger, Skinny Pete, and Pinkman, you know, in the first thirty minutes of the movie. And also, Vince Gilligan has not skipped a beat because all of the tensions, right, in Todd's apartment. Um, uh-huh. at the freaking welding company, like all of the tensions are still there. Uh, they, uh, again, that's why I kind of joked that this is like the last episodes because it very much still fits in this universe because, because it is. But, um, right. I think th- the biggest criticism I have, if you can call it that is, is just, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it, it kind of like, um, puts a kibosh to, to everything. And 
it's, it's just unfortunate, and, and I hope that they can still give us something else afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. I uh, it's interesting because uh, again, Joanna and I were speaking uh, at a time. Uh, I know you guys keep reminding me. I, know, I, yeah. I get it. I, I got on really late. <laughs> Somebody was late, but you know, we're not. We weren't. Gonna, we weren't going to go that route. Or whatever. Were, anyway. were you guys talking before I got on the on the call? <laughs> Um, so, uh, I thought this movie was damn near perfect. Yes. You know, I do agree with that, but it left me thinking afterwards because of, again, I watched, you know, doing the whole marathoning of, of the whole yeah. show. Doing the Lord's I, work. Yeah. I felt that, <laughs> I felt like, was it necessary per se? Did we really need this? And not in a bad way. I'm not saying like, oh, right, fuck right, this, right. we don't need it. No, it's more like. I, watching Breaking Bad and how it ended, I felt the ending was perfect. You know, yeah. I felt like, I mean, perfect is a very strong word, but basically as far as like putting a whole show together, I felt like it was, it was really fucking good. I had no questions. I mean, they answered in the movie. Mm-hmm. I had no questions like other people saying that Walter, was Walter White alive? I'm like, I don't know what, what the fucking, what show are you watching? He's dead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they brought him back as a force ghost. Yeah, no, no. But what I'm saying is, you know, even on the on the on the news coverage, when when they're watching it, they're saying, "Oh, Walter White dead on the scene." What's Walter White? Kingpin of whatever, blah blah blah. So I'm thinking, and, and I know that after the show, people were like, "Oh, is he alive? Is he?" I'm like, first of all, if he's alive, does it fucking matter? Because he ain't gonna be alive for long. He's dead anyway. That's besides the point. So I know I'd Vince be Gilligan. Mad if he was alive. Though. Yeah, me too. Vince <laughs> Gilligan even said he's dead. You know what I mean? But the point the point is. I don't know if it was necessary in the sense that if we'd ever had a movie forever, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have changed my, my perspective on the show, perspective on the story, on even on Pinkman or, or, um, Walter White or all that stuff. But the fact that they gave us one, I feel like it's a bonus. You know, you get like yeah. an extra life. Like, you know, you're playing Super Mario Brothers. You get that extra life somehow. Like, oh shit, I got mushroom. an extra life. There you go. <laughs> right. It's a mushroom. <laughs> it is the, <laughs> you got um, that one up mushroom. Yeah. So we went up everybody. We, we found the cheat code. We went up. Right. So, uh, and because it was a film, even though you're right, it's like the continuation, it's like two lost episodes, but it was technically a film. And the way that it was shot, cinema, the cinematography was amazing. Beautiful. They even gave us a, he gave us like, Oh, we're in New Mexico still, everybody. I thought y'all forgot. Here's the desert. Here's a fucking location that we haven't used in the whole show to bury a body in this movie. And we're going to show you how fucking gorgeous this desert is. And he gave it to us, right? He was like, here you go, guys. Let's take a look. So with the cinematography, you're right. The camera angles, the the, the tension that was built up. Uh, and The music. Dave Porter right. returns with his amazing music. Amazing music. And, yeah. wow. and Jesse shows again that he's not an idiot. He's a very smart person. Ah, hold on. I think I mean, he's, we'll, we'll get there. We'll There's get one there. moment that I was a little okay. mad at. Him. Okay. Okay. But overall, his plan... I mean, he put a plan together that came to fruition. Yeah. Granted, there were some issues. You're right. But just because, like, okay, they gave us the scene with him and Walter White, like a flashback, right? Because there were some flashbacks mm-hmm. on here. I knew it happened. And uh, when they're having breakfast and all this stuff, and Jesse is basically, you know, the way Walter's looking at him is like, oh, God, this guy's a fucking moron. You know what I mean? You know how you know how Walt looked at Jesse oh, yeah. at many, many a time. But the, well, but but the fact remains that he's not a dumbass, but he is a dumbass. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. But go on, Juwan. You're gonna well, say something. Well, well, okay. I understand. Well, I, I totally understand what you're talking about well, with that flashback scene because again, they were talking about what's gonna be was um was um Walter White gonna be in the breaking was gonna be in the Breaking Bad movie, and in the scene that he was in with that particular flashback where Jesse is. Technically playing a moron, but you also see the how Walter White, the character Walter White, saw potential in Jesse. Like, hey, what are you? I'm going to die, but what are you going to do after I'm gone? You are smart. You have the potential. What are are you going to go? Like, you can go to college major in business you can be some you can be something better than what we are doing right now yeah and not be and not be this moron character and i really loved it and that and even though it was kind of like felt like it was just kind of like trying to them to 
like put Walter White in it, but I did appreciate it for what we've always known the relationship between Jesse and Walter White was that, hey, these are two characters. Like, Je- like Walter White loved Jesse as, as, as part of his family, as like a member of his family. Like and son, he yeah. always wanted his own son and wanted him to be better than wanted him to be greater than what he than what Jesse thought of himself. And I really appreciated that particular scene being in there. Yeah. I, in, um, it, sorry to jump in, Mariano. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say, like, I, I love everything that you just said. And I love that scene. And I don't want to take away from what you you were saying. But I also love the fact where he's like, you know, maybe get your GED. Like, I graduated. You were on the stage when I got my d- diploma, dick. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, um, I was going to say that that's that flashback. And now, now you guys are mentioning it. It's also a, a an extra layer of foundation to show us what the future of the show was. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, mm-hmm. for instance, the scenes with uh, um, with Todd show us mm-hmm. that little extra as to why Jesse killed him the way he did, right? He was going to do it anyway. Yes, it made sense that he was doing it. But those, but that what happened beforehand showed us that. And so I feel like this particular scene with Walt show that, again, Walt saw potential in him. And as we saw, like, if, you know, if, if you did the Lord's work like I did, you would see the progression <laughs> of Jesse's character as he becomes basically as good as Walt maybe mm-hmm. a few percentage points different but very close to Walt when it comes to not just the the chemistry you know the chemistry in the in the building of this like you know meth empire or whatever but he was actually a smart kid that didn't take himself serious and was just being a fool basically he was being a fool until Walt White kind of got onto him but then but but the price he paid was all the fucking shit in the whole process of, of his adventures with Walt, he paid a fucking heavy price, you know, overall. Mm. And, and I don't even think that, I mean, shit, I think when you think of, when I think about it, I'm like, I feel like Jesse paid the heaviest price that didn't involve your life being taken away. Mm-hmm. Even more so than Walt. He paid a heavy price. Right. It, it Well, he definitely paid a more heavier price than Walt because Walt, Walt still, Walt died in the in the show in Breaking Bad as the series, but Walt still his family still was able to thrive. You know, they had that they had that hardship between it when he was out of this Heisenberg and he went on the run, but he he left he was able to leave them a small fortune. He was able to put his kids through school. In the context of the show, because they had that money that he left, Jesse lost two girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, violently. And violently lost two girlfriends. One was in direct result of Walt's inaction, mm-hmm. and another one was it was as a result of the business they were in, and he was left with no one. Yeah, you well, know, he was not left with business. any kind of right. Walt left. Walter was able to leave a legacy. Jesse's only left for himself. Yeah, uh, God, this movie was brutal, like in the best way. Um, just because Pinkman has been—he's broken down. I mean, just you know, it's evident with his interactions with Todd. I mean, that damn moment in in the desert, like you know, where Pinkman is about to shoot him. He's like, Jesse, no, huh? you—you've you been doing good. I was about to get you some pizza today. What kind of pizza you like, Jesse? Huh? Pepperoni? Uh, that's, cl- that's classic. I like that too. Like Jesus, man, just shoot him already. But that's how uh, broke Pigman was, you know. That was, oh man, and it. Uh, Aaron Paul killed it. I mean, uh, him uh, when he showed up at Badger and uh, Skinny Pete's place, and you know, first of all, they couldn't recognize the guy at first. Well, right? he mm-hmm. he wasn't wearing Tommy Hilfinger. <laughs> 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 or there, the obsession you know yeah. there, there is that <laughs> um but just the way that he reacted which which is you know basically what you would expect from someone in captivity like that mm-hmm. and hell even even the the 
re like reinforcement of the fucking contraption they had him tied to and how they were like testing it dude there was some brutal shit on this show man there's a lot of psychological yeah. fucking torture and and obviously physical torture but the whole thing with todd that scene you're right i mean it, it was it's it's quite a bit um and i i that's why i feel like this is like almost a perfect movie especially in this universe i just feel like it's it's just done it was just done so well they really you know Vince Gilligan always pays attention to detail in the show he he, he has you know i've I've seen it, you guys, if I don't need to mention it again. Um, but in this film, it's like, there's so much and, and it all, it all makes, makes sense to me. It, it, yeah. it, you know, I mean, yeah, Jesse might have done a couple of stuff, stupid things here and there, but I mean, he knew enough to call his parents to get the cops away from the house to go and get the guns. Like, right. And, and to sneak back into the house and knew that he, you know, so he was, Learned enough to be like, okay, they'll have surveillance. If I call them, I know I'm, I'm, they're either tracing it or and and or they're listening in. And if I can lead them away, I can get access to the house because I know where the thing, you know, where this is and and all that. So that was very, I thought that was pretty cool. See, now, now let me go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like we were so spoiled with this damn show because everything else after it is not even close. I mean, just uh, Mariano, you you talked about the detail. The level of detail that Vince and his crew put in to, you know, uh, creating that show. There's this one little subtle thing, and it, it's it's not even it, it's nothing, but I noticed it, and uh, it's when Pinkman, you know, uh, dozes off. I think he dozes off, and then um, uh, Badger tells Skinny Pete, like, "Hey, uh, come." Uh, I forget the exact wording, but he's like, "Come, come, you know." Come check out what's on TV, and Skinny Pete's like, "Man, now's not the time to be watching it on TV." He's like, uh-huh. the, 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 it's, "You know, it's all over the news." Or, the, the, I'm not doing it justice, but the 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 choice in word uh, words for that dialogue was just so little. And I'm just like, "Man, he could have been something as simple, like a lesser show would have been like, you gotta see this on the on the uh, on the news, you know, like something like that." But yes. it, it, it's the setup and and is is the choice of words and. Um, Vince is just so calculated in, in everything um, that he says and does. I mean, putting anybody could put a uh, a house key underneath the rock at your front door. This guy goes to the backyard and has to dig up like all these other, you know, like uh, concrete blocks or whatever to to you know get a key. Like all these little things. It's just it's nothing we don't see very much anymore. Right, and uh, we've. We um, are in the middle of the of the podcast right now, but I think that we'll be remiss in this um, in this podcast without mentioning the work of the the late Robert Forrester. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Who, rest in peace. Who's rest in peace? Who's who? We've learned who passed. Well, at least as far as the news of him, his passing came a day after the release of this movie and his the little bit the bit of screen time that we saw of him in this series and him in this movie was quite excellent and also in a podcast that you will either hear before or after this comes out when we talked about um Pulp Fiction and him and his work in Jackie Brown as well mm-hmm. um his the inner Bringing up like when Jesse goes goes to the uh, vacuum cleaner store where that character works and he cannot remember the sequence of the sequence of words that will unlock the cheat code for Robert Forrester to help him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, I'm going and he's like he finally gets the guy to understand like hey i need your help and like i you you still owe me 125,000 for the last pickup and it's going to be another 125,000 and he's just pulling out every dime literally every bit of money that he has like hey i'm 1800 short man can you help me out and no you cannot help me out but you going you going to have to get all of the money that you owe me until I help you out, man. And I guess I was so fucking frustrated, but I also was like, man, how is he gonna pull this off? You know, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. you know. And it, but, it's not that simple either. You know, he tried going 
to Todd's apartment, which mm -hmm. you, you would think is the answer, but no, obviously there, there's going to be some obstacles that get in the way. Um, a, a couple of things I want to touch on real quick before we move for, further, which by the way, we don't need to end like soon because we're, you know, we're, we're about to talk to some, uh, about some of, you know, some really good moments here. Um, according to Wikipedia, Robert uh, Forster did pass away the day that this uh, movie came out on Netflix on the 11th of October. Um, uh -huh. I did see a tweet um, from Brian Cranston, and I, I think it was really good uh, good of him to not even mention Robert Forster was in the Breaking Bad movie. Like, you know, it, it's about this man's passing and this remember him. Um, so I, I, I did like that. Um, also, the the moment, like, you know, we there's a funny line, funny as all hell, one of my favorite lines, but it, it, it makes sense that um, Pinkman has been so mentally and physically abused all this time that when Robert Forster doesn't even blink, you know, um, Pinkman's like, come on, man. I'm like 96% sure you're the guy. <laughs> so there's like 4% like of doubt, you know, because like, well, I'm pretty sure like I saw that. Oh, and also, again, the the, the deliberate choice in words of that kidney, uh, kidney bean colored van, you know, like it could have been a maroon van, but uh, Jesus, oh. Vince, um, so good. But yeah, um, just I love that little bit of doubt that Pinkman still had too, just because Forster was just playing it straight. You I don't guys, know who you are. real quick, do you guys recall the highest percentage that Pinkman did on his blue math? Was it ninety six percent? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. I no, think hold on. Was you like... watched the whole show. You you, <laughs> yeah, you made it a I, point I, to remind us a few times. There was a lot of numbers thrown out, Peter. A lot of numbers. I think, okay. it, was like 90, I think it was like ninety percent. Ninety eight. Yeah, I think it's ninety eight because uh, Walter White was like ninety nine points two or something ridiculous like well, that I, I i thought that they reached the same percentage but it's the decimal that was right. off you're but, probably right so either 98 9 98 8 or something like that but it was it was very high very very like and and todd couldn't get close to it <laughs> that's what we know no. like <laughs> todd can't get todd couldn't even get close to lydia, lydia yeah lydia oh, lydia <laughs> he couldn't so. even get close to her okay oh so. my god that fucking that fucking snow globe <laughs> yo yeah yeah Yes, creepy, but right? it makes sense. All of it makes sense. And the fact that Jesse went in and saw the tarantula, like, dude. That broke my heart. Hey, let's get into some of those uh, uh, Easter eggs and nods. You know, we, we mentioned the magnet. Right. The tarantula mm -hmm. is when he shot that little boy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there's a moment Peekman is playing with a cockroach. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, his, uh, his cleaning lady, I, I forget her name, but. When we see her, there's a couple flies flying around her body, obviously. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, possibly a nod to the fly episode. Hey, Peter, uh, on that yeah. on that Breaking Bad barrel, did you get a fly in there? It, you know, it might have flew out of the barrel <laughs> okay. when I opened it. <laughs> it's, it's very possible. <laughs> um, hey, uh, here's, we're all dads here. Line. We're all dads here, just so we know. Everybody we out are. there in podcast land, they know. We're all dads. We you got know, jokes. If anyone listens to Postalgic, we, we have all the dad jokes, right? Um <laughs> But one of the other lines, fucking Todd, man, you know, when when he talks about his cleaning lady finding the money, he's like, I, I, I don't know, you know, maybe M for Mexico, like <laughs> trying, to, oh. trying to figure out like why that particular volume was she looking, you know, through this. I fucking don't know. Todd. Fucking Todd and Jesse Clemens and, you know, him not wanting to prepare for a role. <laughs> right. he, he's, he's the one that. He's the one that definitely looked older. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's the one that looked the, the, the worst. And you know what? Maybe it's for a role. We we don't know. Um, but the one hey. who looked like he he stepped out of like the last season was Walter White. <laughs> still still <look> the same. <laughs> look, Jesse Jesse Plemons is still on that uh, Minnesota Fargo. Oh no, that Fargo. <laughs> on that Fargo uh, look uh, more than anything. The, the last thing I saw him in was Game Night. Yeah, me too. It was just like so jarring because, like I said, I like Marion. You binge the whole series, but then I watched. For, I only watched Felina, but still, Jesse Plemons in Felina and Jesse Plemons in like you <laughs> <laughs> know, like two different people. Oh man, we fat shaming the guy, but but his character is so so terrible that it's okay. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> All right, uh, All right. What, what else do we we, we want to talk about? I love, oh man, I love that aerial shot of um, Todd's apartment, you know, kind of the, the, the layout where Pikmin's like breaking all the walls and the floorboards and, and all of these things. That was a great shot. Yeah, that was a little montage. Because we'd never seen that before. 
Yeah, not that one. No, you got to bring something new, right? So, I uh, what do you guys feel? And here's the one possible uh, problem I may have. If there's a problem, I don't really think it's a problem. But what do you guys feel about the coincidental timing of the two cop non cops break? You know, coming into the apartment right after Jesse found where the money was. Okay, um, I'm okay with it because uh, I I didn't. Unlike you, Mariano, I, I I didn't rewatch all the shows, uh, the episodes. I didn't watch Felina. I didn't see one episode, unfortunately. And I do want to go back uh, and and revisit them. Um, my problem with that was the fact that Pinkman didn't catch on as early as I did. You know, as as soon as that uh, other tenant was like, "Oh, I thought you boys came. Uh, your 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 pals came by yesterday, or whatever the line is." I go, "Oh, these guys aren't it." And then and then Vince Gilligan. Just, you know, for those that he didn't trust to to figure it out, the guy's like, oh, do you guys have a business card? Oh, no, yeah, no, we, we don't have no business cards. Like, again, there you go. Pikmin, what the hell were you doing where, like, you didn't catch those clues? Were you blowing out your lighter? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch that little detail? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're blowing out a lighter. Did you just let go of your thumb? <laughs> I saw it, too. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but oh, to be fair... His mind ain't all over. Right. You know, isn't that's it. This, right. this movie's trash. Let, let me just. Uh, <laughs> that's it. it ruins everything. <laughs> this ain't a perfect ten. This is... <laughs> I I didn't I didn't catch on to that that they weren't cops until they did not have handcuffs. So I wasn't as, as quick as y'all. But my quibble with that particular part was where they act. My only little issue with the movie was that they. Was when that one guy actually was giving him the money, was letting him take the money. Like, there is no, like, why would, even though he may not have wanted to shoot him or kill him and cause a whole record with there, but he could have at least locked him. Realistically, he would have knocked him out and took all the money. He could have, could have pistol whipped him, you know, knock him out. Yeah. I, and and you know what uh, I I think again you know I want to keep cre- um, crediting Vince's writing because like even if you didn't catch on that these guys are not cops I still like like um, appreciate the point where people say like, hey call your buddy over casually and all of that mm-hmm. and then the you know the 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 redheaded dude was all like hey um who looks like uh I forget his name his last name was was it Jeter My- Michael Jeter right he was in um. Green Mile, right, with the mouse, was it? Oh, kinda, I know who you're talking about. He kind of has that look. M- Mr. Noodle, right? Or... Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looked like him a little bit. But um, he was like, uh, hey, Lieutenant. So even if you knew that they weren't bad guys, like that still could have been a clue in if they were real cops, like to be calling somebody a lieutenant. Because I don't, I don't think a lieutenant would actually – you know that that's not something a lieutenant would be tasked to do. Yeah, a lieutenant would not have been there. A lieutenant, well, a lieutenant's a supervisor. Yeah. So it would not. So it would not have been that. So I see. That's one of the things I had felt like that was like a couple between them. We did not see, you know, them practice that. I guess. I I don't I don't think we need that. Just the fact that he says, "Hey, lieutenant," the guy's thinking, "Why are you calling me lieutenant? Somebody must be here." Oh, okay. Yeah, because well, then otherwise he would have been calling him by his name because they're obviously been not calling by his name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, I'm stupid then. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> if if you would have watched the whole all all the seasons. Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> or Jawan, if you listen to four seasons of the podcast, like <laughs> right. I, you know, I did. Yeah, at least four <laughs> seasons of somebody's podcast. <laughs> um. So I, I don't think we, uh, you know, we're disputing that that was one of the most tense uh, scenes. Um, I think Pinkman was uh, pretty pretty good about like, oh, you're not going to kill me, you know, uh, because the homeboy had crossed away and, um, you know, and all that. And they had to retcon this character. Um, and I love the the point where Pinkman goes back and it's like, I just need 1800. I don't need you to round it up to 2000. Thanks. <laughs> but I love that. Right. This, I love is, that. this is a favor I'm just asking you. Right. You know, I'm just trying to be honest. And just like, I man, would... look, just like uh, hashtag man of trash, what's the first thing these motherfuckers are blowing the money on? Coke. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the women. <laughs> I mean, that's where my priority would be. <laughs> like oh, I yeah. said, hashtag. No. <laughs> 
Oh, but see, man. no, I, I see. I love that because, like, Jesse in this series has always been a character that was, it, at the very least, he was about fairness. Mm-hmm. And like, even though he knew, he knew that hey, this I this guy I owe this I owe this guy like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for the first delivery. I have that. I owe him eighteen hundred dollars more. I need to get eighteen hundred dollars. He could have easily if if his intention was to go there and rob these guys, he would have went there and did that. But hey, I'm not here to rob you. If y'all can do me this favor, I only need eighteen hundred dollars. If you give me eighteen hundred dollars, I'm gone. They made the decision that they wanted to be fucking assholes and do this whole dual thing. And also, but, hey, it, to break it down, that's Jesse's fucking mm-hmm. money to begin with. Exactly. That's yeah. that's his money. If anybody's going to have any kind of claim on it, it's him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. But you're right. He's all fair. Like, OK, you got it already. I just need the 1800 to get the fuck out of here. Basically, Jesse just wants to get the fuck out. And go to that one magical place that Mike told him exists, Alaska. Yeah. That's what he wants to do, you know. That's it. So that and, 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 at yeah. least, you know, he also he he went in uh, with the plan. You know, he playing some chess. You know, he was one one step ahead of them. I'm gonna walk in with a 22, and they're they're gonna think this is funny. Like this is all I got. Obviously, he has a second one, which we saw right. uh, him pull out the case. Um, which uh, again, another bit of detail. At some point, the um his parents safe. The pass passcode was his birthday. The, you know, and you, we didn't get anything except for he's all like, oh, uh, Jake's birthday, you know, his brother's. So at some point, I, I, that's what I'm assuming it was, that it was probably his birthday at some point, and then they changed it to Jake's birthday. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. All these little too. details, man. Yeah, I, I want to watch it again. God, I got that, so, too. Mm-hmm. I got it. Remind me to change my password. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh, uh, Juwan, you, you have a few years left before, you know, your little one is old enough to try to get into your safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what other scenes do you guys want to talk about before we get ready to wrap this up? I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I just like did, the scene with um, Jane at the end. Did that feel a little forced to y'all? It felt a little forced to me because um, he had I, gotten over her. I, I, I'm not going to say forced, but I didn't need it. Just because we, you know, had to talk with um, with Mike, you know, to to uh, start off the the movie with talking about Alaska and all that. And if anybody was doing what Mariano did, if anybody didn't know, he was doing a, a rewatch of, of every single episode. Um, if you were doing that, then you didn't need that scene with Jane at the end. Agreed. And I think most of us remember about Jane and stuff. So I I don't think we needed that, but. Um, you know, she was available for a little cameo, as was Brian Cranston. And you know, I, I think there's cans that uh, cans there's fans that appreciated that, or even they're fine with it. But I didn't need it. Yeah, I didn't need it either. Like I said, it, it just felt slightly forced mm-hmm. because it felt like he had gotten over her in the context of the sh- of Breaking Bad the show. So I didn't well, I didn't need it. Let me ask you this in in the, in the same context. Just to throw this in, throw this in there, uh, mm-hmm. fly in the ointment, if you will. Um, what is he really? Did he really get over her? Especially since Walt told him before he was dragged away by the Nazis that he is the one that watched her die, and that you know what I mean. He basically told to like really get at him, told him what happened to her. You're so right. I don't I'm know older. if that makes him like truly get over her or really sit in that thought that. Mm-hmm. Walt watched her die, and he could have stopped it, but he didn't. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's I, I, I think Walt figuratively so. like reopened up that wound. You know, he ripped off that bandage, uh, and and I think that stuck. And uh, for somebody to be in captivity as long as Pinkman did, and to suffer the way he did, what else are you to do but think, right? And and that's the last time you saw Walt, was it? No. Well, he died, but. Um, that's still got to be in the back of your mind. Like, oh man, it was not an accident. Uh-huh. That's so, what. I'm, that's what. That's the only. That's the only reason why I would think that he's still thinking about her. But also, what does Jesse have? Um, I mean, he he finally made it. He's in Alaska. Starts fresh with a whole different, per, you know, persona. Basically, a whole different identity. Uh-huh. But, yeah. But, but you guys are right. Like, he doesn't have. He doesn't have any. Like, 
two of his girlfriends dead violently. You know, mm-hmm. he can't really help Brock, who he wanted to help, right? Or who wanted to be a part of his life. He can't do that, you know, except for the letter, right? Um, mm-hmm. But but other than that, that's that's it. So he's got his own life, but what kind of life is he is he gonna have with all the scars that he's got physically and emotionally? I mean, he's got scars it, everywhere, you know. And that's what I was hoping this movie was gonna be. Right. I feel yeah. It, it, this is where I thought this movie was gonna be, but I think that we do have closure that he's going to basically have a life full of a life of silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, solitude and that's what he needs he doesn't need anyone screaming at him about what potential that he should have or anyone like barking orders at him he's gonna live his life in a little small city in alaska um fishing or hunting and just going to work and going home do you uh so do you think is there gonna be another movie Bronco, because that, that's what he drove away, right? Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Watching wow, him, watch, watching him hunting and it's fishing. It's funny that you said it, because I I <laughs> feel like I would not. I honestly, I would not necessarily mind another movie about Anna Gunn and 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 um and um and Little Walter. Yeah, Walter uh, Finn. That, that means Finn, and Finn. that means Flynn. 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 That, that means you're gonna get. That it. means you're gonna get Marie also. Oh Lord! Okay, will, will we though? I mean, you you saw the episode, Mariano. I mean, oh yeah, because they were because they she... didn't end in the best of terms. But you know what? Walt did tell her what what happened to Hank and where he's buried, and so I don't know if that would somewhat maybe bridge the gap between them. Would that it? would be for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would one. be for the movie. But and and obviously there could be all types of theories. But would that bridge the gap? To me, I'm thinking well. Now Marie's gonna associate Skyler with with Walt. Um, somebody did ask me like, oh, you know, is uh, Skyler gonna be back and all that? I go, I don't expect us to see any of the family members, uh, uh, Walter's family members. If anything, I expected at the very least a cameo by Brian Cranston, and and we got it. So, um, so you predicted. I, I, you predicted yeah, that. I, I didn't Peter. even. I, I did that. I did that right there. That's me. I came for the future. Um, I thought she might have been though. I thought I did thought she might have been someone that would have helped him out. Interesting. Considering that this movie does take place within like two days after. Yeah, but I I don't see why. Um, I think she would have turned because, him in. She would have turned him in. Yeah, I, I think she she would have done that. It, it's to cut any ties. Like she she owes him nothing. Um, he owes her nothing. And so, um, to me, that wouldn't make sense. And clearly, I'm not part of that, you know, mastermind creative writing team. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would, Joanne, like you, I would like to see that side of the family, too. I, I, I want to see um, how, you know, m- yeah, l- l- let's uh, make them make up, you know, Marie and Skyler. And let's see how they are coping with uh, finally, you know, being able to bury Hank. And what, what was she working at? Like some kind of um, tax place or something? I forget. I don't know. Wouldn't it be amazing? Like, there's like a Breaking Bad fucking universe that comes out of all of this. <laughs> Look, I I don't mind a couple more Breaking Bad movies. You know, mm-hmm. um, Skinny Pete and and Badger. You know, you teased us with this interrogation that we didn't get. Let's get that. Um, but I know it kind of goes no, nowhere from there. I don't think they're going to be on the run or anything. So it actually just be them playing that video game. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, what's that damn word they kept on saying? Yeah, I forget too. So I, I would say that I'm, I'm actually glad Anna Gunn wasn't in it. Not because I don't like Anna Gunn, but I just think that for her character, it doesn't make sense to be in this, in this film. You know, it what I mean? doesn't. Story. I really don't, don't, don't see it. Um, and, and the other thing that I, before we wrap up, skinny, skinny Pete thinking on his feet. Yo, he had the plan right there. You know. <laughs> I love Badger just kind of going along with it, and he's like, "Come on, give him all your money. Just, just give him money, you know. Like, this yeah. year, wrap your lot of money out of your pocket to give to Jesse, so he can get the fuck out of there, you know." All the money that Walter gave them, like Infalina, basically. Right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So good. Um. Again, like it's, it's funny because we opened up like, ah, you know. See, it, and the one thing we never said, and it could have been easily said, is that nobody asked for this. You know what? We, nobody asked for it, but we wanted it. <laughs> you know, so I, um, I'm glad I know it nobody. 
nobody wanted happen. to be that person that said, you know, nobody asked for this. You shut your ass up. This is Breaking Bad. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not, again, we didn't need it, but I'm glad it's here. And yes. I enjoyed watching it. And it was tense. And I was, I was on the edge of my seat at certain moments. I was really, like, happy for Jesse really in the end. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. in the overall, like, world of Breaking Bad, man, he, he tried to get out so many times. And, you know, truly Walt was one of the, the driving force to get him back into this shit. You know, one, one manipulation after another, you know. So it was good to see him actually get out. And, and do something with himself and he's st- and he has some money some of the money not not anywhere near the amount but he, he left with that duffel bag so he left with the, i think he i think he got his well let me say this i think that he well he was able to give robert forrester two hundred fifty thousand dollars that he was old but i think he still came up ahead oh yeah because he took he took the whole because he took the whole he took both of their money so i think he still came up with at least the um at least half a million right yeah yeah i i he's gonna be living comfortably and a a lot more happy um so kind of like how i predicted that uh walter white was gonna make a cameo i'm gonna predict that uh el camino is gonna get some emmy nominations that's good is that bold he he deserves something I, I I, i don't know the you know the exact categories but I know that um, these limited uh, series or TV movie they have categories for something exactly like this. And um, shit, I, I know that there were some snubs, you know, prior to the show's end. Uh-huh. To, you know, we don't like the Emmy voters because they never get it right. But um, maybe they can right some some wrongs here uh, with, with this with this um, installment. Good point. I don't know. All right, so I think that's it. Unless you guys got any other last bit uh, you guys want to share. I mean, I, I think it's just worth it to watch the movie rather than hear us just gush about like the things that we love. No, I think you need to do both. Watch the movie and then come listen to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then just uh, tweet at us and say how right we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> about just tweet. All of it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, Joanne, thanks again for uh, coming on the show and joining us for uh, uh, a collaboration of Postalgic and TV in my brain. Uh, again, what are some of the coverages you, uh, you are doing and where listeners can find you? Well, you can find me on the Course Empire Network <laughs> talking about TV and movies. And you can also hear me, Jamil, and some dude named Devin um, on the Course Empire Network talking about the last season of Power. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JCD. That is J-A-Y-T-E-E. D-E-E for the quiet storm. <laughs> Joanne turns on his like late night FM voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it's not like, a, you know, back in the 90s, leaving a message on someone's voicemail. Like, yeah, yeah, what's up, girl? You know, <laughs> I may or may not have done that. <laughs> yeah, I know I did. I need, I, I'll put it out there. I, I neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I mean, my involvement maybe that's how like I sounded that. in my greeting for my voicemails. I don't know. I don't know. You know it's not around no more. <laughs> Mariano, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pape Elefante. That's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. And also on, uh, you know, on the podcast world, uh, TVA My Brain. I'm doing a lot of shows. Right now, uh, right smack dab in the middle of Mr. Robot, speaking of another fabulous show. And soon, a new show that's highly anticipated, well, by me anyway, uh, and uh, my partner and co-host uh, Allegra is uh, Watchmen on HBO, which I'm, I'm excited about that. And we'll hopefully it's a it's a it's a winner. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, H- HBO has a lot of hits, and I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. I can't say that that's the show I will be watching. Uh, I still want to watch Barry. You know, Mariano, you um, uh, recommended it to me. I, I definitely want to check that out, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you enjoyed the three of us, you know, shooting the shit, we also did uh, Pulp Fiction over at Paul Stalgic. Uh, so it d- depends where you hear uh, this particular episode. We also did review that movie. Uh, for me, you can find me at Paul Stalgic on Instagram and Twitter. I also uh, review Cobra Kai, the YouTube premium show, on a podcast called Cobra Kai Companion. Uh, we also done interviews there, bonus episodes and things. Uh, Cobra Kai Companions very much is an exclusive podcast for uh, creating Cobra Kai content. So 
um, if you know you fan of the 80s it's that that show is definitely it uh, so thanks everybody for checking out this episode and we'll talk to you next time bye peace Thank you for listening to an original Cortem Parts Network production. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.